Refinery 46 podcast. We are sitting down with Brian Shutt mm-hmm. and Griff Hausmeyer of HomeSense Heating and Cooling. This is going to be fun. Absolutely. Oh. We're going to dive deep, have a have a fun conversation. You guys are smiling ear to ear. You took a break in the day because you guys have been so busy, and we're going to take a break and enjoy this conversation. Fantastic. I'm excited. Yeah. So where should we begin? Well, I'll tell you. How did it start? How did HomeSense Heating and Cooling begin? Yeah, so the genesis of HomeSense Heating and Cooling was uh, my business partner, Jesse Cross, and I had built uh, a friendship at Purdue that continued after college. We're just the sort of guys that get together and talk about business and ideas. One of the ideas was heating and cooling and and that seed just got planted and sort of life circumstance provided the opportunity to start something. He and I decided to jump in. We were foolish enough, uh, young and foolish enough to jump into an industry that we had no technical experience in. Um, So this was in the uh, summer of 2009. And so we, uh, we just decided let's start a residential heating and cooling company. Really, the, the underlying reason was we wanted to do something entrepreneurial, local, that was scalable. Um, and we saw that there was a need in the market for a company that people could trust. And so while we knew we were going to have an uphill climb to, to find or, or, or to build a company on, on sort of the technical side, because that's not our background, we started with the belief that we were in control of uh, our integrity and we could build a business around that. And so that's been at the heart of everything that we've done for the last almost 12 years is just trying to build operations and a team that has an unmatched commitment to integrity because we think the outflow of that is a refreshingly different customer experience. And we think if we deliver that every day, we'll have lifelong customers. That's I, I think that's the correct way to start a company. I, I really do, but it's not a common way to st- no. that people start companies. Yeah, I always say we didn't have the luxury of working in the business, so we had to work on the business. Um, so like you're saying, there's virtues of that, but there were a couple of years where um, it would have sure been nice to be able to work in the business. Yeah. Um, because delivering integrity when you're not a tech- technical expert, what it requires, honestly, is just a lot of paying money for people to fix things. So yeah, yeah. We did not sacrifice on uh, our commitment to the customers, um, but it came at the expense of a lot of follow-up um, and a lot of money out of our pocket. Well, and I can imagine, too, being able to, to search and find um, the technical people that have the background that you can trust yeah. and, and build the company with. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what you had to have done. Yeah, so, I mean, we're, we're in an industry that does not have an oversupply of technicians on the street. And... Um, and then when you overlay that with some of these uh, values uh, drivers that we have, it's it shrinks that market even more. And so, yeah, that's been that's been definitely a big challenge of our evolution is just finding people uh, that want to work for our team that that have that same shared belief. So, two thousand nine is when the when the company started. Mm-hmm. So we're looking at what 12, 13 years. Just about twelve, right? Yeah. So twelve years. A uh, lot of changes, a lot of developments that have that have occurred. You've been in multiple buildings. Of course, your Refinery Forty Six yeah. is the building that you and Jesse own. I, I'd love for to share a little bit about that because combining HomeSense heating and cooling with Refinery Forty Six, yeah. which I'm very familiar with that portion of it, yeah. and how that ties together. You you're officed here. You have a a, a large office in this building. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, we moved in first. Uh, when we when we purchased the building and did the build out, and so we were our first tenant, yeah. and that was really Jesse's vision, my business partner, and he uh, he had always had that desire to 
to move us into a long-term space that we could plant roots and grow from. And I mean, honestly, nice tie into Griff is just, we believed that in order to continue to uh, recruit and find a team that was um, going to help us continue to grow, we needed to have a solid foundation and a place that would be attractive for people to come into. And so that was part of our motivation to, to make the investment in the space. Yeah, good central location. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. So the the portion that you occupy with HomeSense is around how many square footage? About thirty five hundred. Thirty five hundred. Okay, and the building as a whole is about thirty thousand. Thirty thousand. So yeah. what? Less than ten percent. Yeah, less than ten percent. In fact, it was the only area that was functional and operational when we purchased it from Double Eight Foods. That was where HomeSense is. Is where their corporate headquarters gotcha. was, and pretty much the rest of the building was defunct and non operational. Let's talk about vision, like moving forward over yeah. the course of the last, tw- you know, almost 12 years now as a company. Let's talk about the vision. What What is, what's the next few years look like for your company? Yeah. Uh, well, my role here is is to really tell our story and to help people understand a lot of what Brian was saying about the heart of who we are. And, and so I think when I think about the next few years, I just want a lot more people in our city to know about who we are and to actually have a heating and cooling company that they like. I want us to be known as that heating and cooling company that you will actually like and enjoy (laughs) working with. And that when a technician is on his way, you know him. You've met him multiple times before. He's done a great job on your house before and and that you're actually excited to to see him and, and catch up with him. And so I think we just want to be able to grow to a place where we can take care of more people in the city. Uh, the way that I, you know, I've said it to friends and family is, is like, I know that if HomeSense takes care of you, you're going to be in a better place than really anybody else taking care of you. Because not only are they going to do a great job, but they're also going to be friendly. You're going to enjoy working with them. And, and you know that you're going to have that refreshingly different experience. So yeah, in the next few years, I would love to see our team grow so that we can take care of more people. And People are telling our story to their their friends and families, so that in the end, uh, more people are really comfortable in their homes. There's a there's a peace of mind when you have a company that you're building a relationship with that you know that you can trust, mm. because there's an anxiety. You know, for one, most of the time when you're yeah. calling someone in in the heating and, and cooling, there's either a problem or something needs to change, yeah. and of course you get the maintenance is- issues and those types of yeah. things. But just having that anxiety of like, okay, a are they going to know what they are doing? Uh, are they going to treat my my equipment with respect? Can I trust that they're giving me the right information, that they're going to give me value and yeah. be honest with me? And mm-hmm. whether it's plumbing or, or whatever that may be, when you're able to establish that with someone, that's such peace of mind. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think the challenge that we have is that those buzzwords are well-established and well-known. So things like peace of mind, integrity, trust, all of our competition are saying those things sure. too. Um, but we all know that the distinction between uh, someone who says it and someone who delivers it, but it's difficult to sort of articulate that through communication. It has to be done through experience. Yeah, And so that's where that growth mm-hmm. is called to mind. And oftentimes I'll say that um, I think a, a, a maybe underlying vision for us and, and maybe that connects to a broader set of people is that, yeah, we're in heating and cooling and it's, you know, I said, it's not the sexiest thing in the world until it's broken. And that's the only thing you think about, but there's, there's a piece to, um, and, and I think a special place that any home service, it fulfills a, a unique 
uh, dynamic in people. So like if you're, if you have a, an experience that isn't trustworthy outside of the home, it's not quite as insidious as, as one, when you, someone comes into your house and, and tries to sell you something you don't need. Um, so I think that companies built on trust, um, companies like ours, and there's other great firms, um, in, in a lot of different industries. So we're not alone in this, but building trust in people's homes actually is a part of building community. And so I think underlying, uh, the motivation for us, we want to do great work. We want people to be comfortable. Um, but we want to be a part of building uh, stronger bonds in the community. Um, because we think, um, kind of in the macro sense, all of the interactions that people have, that's, that's, what builds community. So there's very few interactions that are totally neutral. You're either building or diminishing community. So that's our, that's our hope with, with when we come into your home, we're helping build community while we fix your heating and cooling systems. So this is a question for both of you to, to talk about. It's not a loaded question. <laughs> and we could definitely go on for hours on this one, but touch base on what's something that you wish you would have known before you started the company. <laughs> well, I think we... I touched on it, but I, I think it can't be truly um, underappreciated, which is just how technically complex the industry is and uh, the, ver- the variety and variables of, of things that can go wrong. Um, yeah, just, just, it's very difficult to standardize something that just has so many moving parts out in the field. And so um, I think, uh, yeah, we had humility on that going in, but I don't think we had nearly enough. But yeah, so it's just a lot of grinding trial and error to get to get process built around how to how to sort of oversee and uh, support the operational side of things as as non experts. And and those are things that we learn along the way, yeah. and we and we uh, improve, you know. So and that, that, I think those types of questions can get can get a little overboard because part of who we are today is how we handle and learn from those mistakes. You know, the, the failing forward method yeah. of, of just saying, okay, this is what, this is what we learned from this. How can we improve ourselves and move forward? Mm-hmm. Some mistakes, some challenges are more costly than others. Yeah. But when it comes down to it, as long as we stay focused and keep moving forward, yeah. it, we only get stronger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm curious what, what Griff has learned sort of as an outsider coming in that yeah. that's been either surprising or, or like, you know, either we got it right or we, get, we're, we didn't and now you're fixing it. What are, what are some learnings you've had since, since you joined the team? Sure, yeah. Yeah, the way I kind of took that question in a sense was, since I, I don't have any background in heating and cooling, was what do I wish I would have known before starting to work here? Uh, just as somebody who owns a home and who has a system. And for me, that that's really been mainly that even though this is very technical stuff, it is still possible to really understand the basics of your system. If, if you take the time to learn a few things, a few terms, the way it works, it can go a long way in helping you make really good decisions for your home and also to having the best sort of service experience in that if a technician comes, uh, even if you know the basics of what they're saying, that can just be incredibly helpful. And so I wish I would have known more just as somebody who owned a home than, uh, than I do now having worked here and, and learned about the industry. So that's one of my goals is to really help, uh, help 
translate some of these terms uh, for our customers so that they feel a lot more confident um, as they make these these types of decisions. And I think that's where we can differentiate a little bit. I could not agree with you more because that that teamwork within with the homeowner, it's their equipment. They're paying the money for it. They, they want to teamwork between that because you need to be able to work well with them because of the maintenance of it and, yeah. and listening and learning for mm-hmm. uh, certain things about the equipment. Yeah. Because you could s- save a lot of money if you catch things early. Yeah. And then of course, obviously the ongoing maintenance is so vital. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and I think again, a distinction that I think we have with many is that uh, we don't, we don't want to come out for preventable issues. Um, that's not a win for either of us because typically it's going to be small it's not even going to be that revenue producing on the business side. And, you know, if, if you could have prevented it by changing a filter or something really, really small, but slightly proactive, you know, that's, that's been one of the ways in which I think we've tactically built trust. Um, just because we, our, our guys don't want to come out and make a recommendation that should have changed the filter. We'd much rather just resolve that on the front end and save, save homeowners money, save our guys a trip. And then, yeah. and then build trust along the way. And with referrals, that leads to referrals, right? That's the hope. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So Brian, you and I have been friends yeah. for almost three years now, I yeah. think. So longer. I think we met around three years ago. Time flies. Yeah. But, and right from the, right from the gates, I've known you to be someone that pours into other people and you love the idea of building community. And part of the reason why Refinery 46 exists is that pouring into other people mm-hmm. and, and business owners working together. The next question that I want to go through is that it, it, what is something that you tell other aspiring entrepreneurs, whether it's heating and cooling, whether it's plumbing, whether no matter what it is, about what starting, owning, running your business is really like? Shoot, I say a lot of things, but I mean, I, I think it's, you know, there's a mentality of mental preparation for the fact that it's not going to go to plan. Going in knowing that it's evolutionary, it as you said earlier, it's a it's a trial and error process. And just having the mental model to to know that mistakes will be made and perseverance is what's required. Um, that's the only way that anything that continues to exist does. There is no perfect plan. I think that's the mindset that any um, entrepreneur that gains any success has to have going in. It's just, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to get as much info as I can to make the right decision today. And there's going to be mistakes and I'm, I'm going to have to persevere and, and not be beaten down by the inevitable mistakes that come. And so, and, and just trying to guard your, your sort of uh, mental well being through the highs and lows that are going to come with it. It's sort of not for the faint of heart because, you know, it's not a, it's not at least for, from my experience and for most of the folks that I know that have taken the entrepreneurial path, it's not one you seek out if you want stability, if that's a high value, it's just, it's not going to get that. But if you want to make impact, I know no better way or frankly, no other way than, than making it or choosing an entrepreneurial pathway. Putting yourself out there and, and communicating like you had mentioned Griff, like, like how important communication is with your customer, but communicating it with your team members, communicating with other individuals, you know, and being real and being transparent, sometimes vulnerable. Like, here's a problem that works that we keep having over and over. In order for us to fix it, we need to address it. You know, it's those types of things. We, you brought up communication before. Can you expand upon that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think uh, previous to this, I, I, I hadn't worked within a, a small business. And so I've learned a lot um, in this past half year of being here. And I think that's one of the top things is uh, good communication, I think, to our customers starts 
first with good communication within our team of having a, a strong shared vision of what we're doing, a family mindset. And I think what that also means is a family mindset is you got to call people out sometimes in, in, a, in a way so that as, as, a, as a group together, the business continues to thrive and grow. And so uh, I think we're just continuing to see that this year and in, in finding this great family mentality where we're together in what we're doing. Uh, we have a shared vision and I think from there, we're going to have better service to our customers and communicate well with them. Well, speaking of transparency and vulnerability, would you guys be willing to share maybe some hurdles that you are currently experiencing with HomeSense that you'd like to share with people? Some I challenges, some yeah. hurdles. I mean, as as Griff pointed out to our vision, I mean, we, we want to grow. And in our industry, growth requires people um, and and especially people in the field and um it's it's a the hardest thing in our industry is to as i uh, alluded to earlier is to find people that are going to live out our brand promise well and, and do great work and be consistent and so it's an incredibly high hurdle to to pull people into the team and get make them stick so that's that's i think a short-term big hurdle that that we're struggling with yeah yeah I, I agree with that i think it it would be exciting to just think about as as many teams as possible that we could have going out there serving our customers um, because i think we have that brand that people want to be a part of and and trust and uh and so there's there is that potential for growth i really believe um we just we just need the capacity for it and i also think uh coming into this just seeing the incredible seasonality of it which absolutely makes sense uh, for this type of business in this industry, but I've been incredibly surprised by even the weekly seasonality. It's like you hit a certain temperature and everything changes. You go down and everything changes day by day. Hmm. Um, and so it's, it is, it's something that is inherent, I think, in the industry, but at the same time for me, I see it as what is a solution to have consistency even above the seasonality of like, we know that is always going to happen in good ways and in bad ways. Um, but yeah, for me, I'm looking for the, a solution to, to get above all of that seasonality uh, kind of as a base. So, yeah. so, so if I'm hearing you right, it's like <clears throat> the idea that it's super busy or slower. Oh yeah. Like, so, okay. Explain yeah, upon that. I, I mean, don't think a lot of people realize <laughs> yeah. that as much. I, I watched the temperature literally and it's, I, I would say it's 76 more phone calls, 77 more, like it, it is just exactly where the temperature is. If it's cloudy and rainy and warmer, less calls like it, but mm. if it is a sunny, hot day, it is automatically more people. Um, it's amazing to watch. And even as I look at some of our data of, uh, you know, people calling in and reaching out in our leads is just, you just see an exact peak on exact day and mm. exact time. Um, when that weather, yeah. you know, increases. And, and I think the operational challenge is, I mean, how do you staff for three X the demand on one week mm. and, and then, you know, a third of it the following. And so what happens functionally when that, when those when temperatures rise is that uh, half or more of the team that's normally an office team is now out in the field doing, doing, uh, estimating, uh, doing follow-ups, um, and so what happens to that work uh, when they're out in the field? And then what happens to all those calls when they're out in the field, what they're no normally helping field the calls that come in? Yeah. So how do we create that sort of anti-fragile operation that is sort of recognizes that we, we need to bend but not break during 
during the stresses that the that the given week to week puts the operations under. That's fascinating because I think because when you have an issue, if it's if your if your house is ninety degrees inside, or or if you're, you're yeah. vice versa, if you're, if it's getting cold and your heater's not working, naturally you're just going to be thinking about you and, you, yeah. and your issues. You're not going to be thinking about oh my gosh, these these guys are like so busy. <laughs> yeah, there, there's not a lot of like I bet you know when the, we get the call when it's ninety degrees, there's not a lot of I'm I'm sure you guys are very busy with other people, yeah. so I'm happy to wait a few no, days. No, no, no. <laughs> Um, so no, we're miserable. I can't sleep. Yeah, yeah. yeah not a lot of deference, even even from our friends when when the temperatures peak. Especially, it's a, it's an ironic thing that we've learned in years in the industry now is that well, health and safety is more at risk when it's cold because um, your pipes can break and you're oh, yeah. more at risk. Uh, feeling eighty five when it's ninety degrees outside, yeah. and people are a lot more frustrated oh, on yeah. that end of the temperature. They'd rather be 50 in their home than 80 in their home. Yeah, good point. That's insane. Yeah. We've gotten soft over the years. Haven't we? <laughs> I, and I go back to this. This is something that uh, I've, I've said before is that having context and recognizing that, you know, it's not necessarily that we're soft, but, man, what what a uh, awesome reality that we live in as compared to most of human history that, I mean, we were not really functional during the summers for most of the day for right. the most of human history because we didn't have something like air conditioning. We wouldn't have modern cities without air conditioning. Um, so I'm a big uh, celebrator and, and supporter of the miracle of air conditioning. Yeah. Um, and I think it's just helpful to remember that it's, that it's not too long ago. And, and, you know, really my parents' generation, there was, it was a big deal um, to, to ha- go to a house with air conditioning. So um, I think it's important to remember that for sure. Well, aside from, and it's kind of a closing comment, yeah. but aside from knowing that the seasons, you guys are busy all of a sudden, and then all of a sudden it, it, it slows down. I'm sure there's other things that you wish that customers would know more about the business in general or about HomeSense. I mean, I'd, I'd love to love to talk about that. Yeah, I think I'd say uh, I was a customer before I started working here. And um, having experienced it as a customer now and working here now, I can say what what we are saying about the business is true. Like, I want people to understand that the heart of who we say we are, that we are trustworthy, that we do things right, that we care about the customer, those are true things. And I experienced it as a customer and now I see it uh, internally. And we've kind of laid out what that is and what we call the heart of home sense, which is uh, just a handful of things that we use to describe ourselves and and, and so every week as a team, we're, we're talking about those things in the heart of, of who we are and how we are going to treat one another uh, and our customers. And yeah, it was, it was really cool to, to not only experience it on one side, but now to come here and see like, yeah, this, these aren't just words, but these are real actions that we take every week. Yeah, that's awesome. I'd you love were, to hear that. You weren't, you weren't kidding. He's a, he's a pretty cool dude. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> great. Yeah. I mean, a great team member. And, and yeah, I mean, I would just echo that is that we really try to live out with integrity what we say we want to be. And it's imperfect because we're human, but we have that ongoing, consistent commitment to trying to live up to a high bar. Because, I mean, we only get one shot at this, and so why not try to live out uh, as fruitfully and as authentically as we can? Um, and so that that's part of the motivation is, like, it's, it's you know, m- money or whatnot is a byproduct of success. Certainly. Um, we don't want to, that's not our motivation. That's a byproduct of doing the right thing for people 
Um, and, and that, that might be a reward, but it's not what we're in it for. Reminds me of the Zig Ziglar. You'll get everything you want in life if you help enough people get what they want in life. That's, yeah, amen. It's powerful, right? And I, and I see you guys doing that. And, and I love cool. being a part of the journey. Of course, you know, the Home Sense is upstairs. We don't get a ch- chance to hang out with the Home Sense crew as much. But I love what you guys are being a great model for the companies and businesses within Refinery 46. And yep. uh, we can't thank you enough. This has been fun. Thank you, Josh. Yeah, thanks for having us.